Let's go! Hello everybody, welcome to Albion Obsessed, episode number 17, I'm going to say. If I've got that wrong, you can all slap me, it's fine. Um, yeah, we, we are here on New Year's Eve, no less, um, taking time out of our celebrations um, to talk to you, lovely lot, um, if you are listening today. Um, we do wish you a very happy New Year and hope you do enjoy your celebrations tonight. Don't go too crazy um but who am i to say um tom how are you my friend i'm good i am down in sussex i am home and i am feeling great i went to the club shop today got myself this nice little number here so i'm really i'm pretty good i'm pretty good lovely tom is has breathed in the sussex air and you can see what it's done to him uh yeah yeah, he's 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 loving life aaron mate you've got a a lovely new microphone you're sounding nice and crisp I do mate? indeed, yes. All good, mate. All good. Nice, easy day at work. And I just got rushed back home and uh, now I'm just going to take it easy for us evening, I think. I have have a couple say, of drinks and chill. Because you're wearing a white shirt, it looks like you're in um, black and white. Uh, oh, does it? Which is, yeah, it does. But you, ah. you, your blue, your, your nice blue things there make it. I can, I can, I can, I can. Uh, oh, don't you make worry. Classy. <laughs> make, yeah, it makes you look nice and. Yes, as Tom says, classy. Um, we are on the back of a wonderful performance again in London. Um, a one-all draw against Chelsea, um, which, by the way, can I just say, our very own Curtis predicted to happen. We tweeted out on Twitter um, and yeah, made you guys aware that he, he is the new mystic um, on social media platforms. Um, and we even have a little... Uh, voice clip from our friend Curtis as well, which we, we are gonna gonna play for you. He couldn't make it on the pod today. Um, hopefully, you guys can hear this. Um, two seconds. Don't forget to mention how I'm like a psychic and totally and accurately predicted the scoreline, and I will continue to do so for the rest of the season because you know they call me Mystic Kurt. I predict these things. So, yeah. <laughs> so there you, you heard it from Curtis first. If you want any Very predictions, good. any any lottery numbers, go to him, um, and he will be more than happy uh, to assist you there. Boys, how did you find the game? Um, obviously, there, there's been a lot of talk after it um, with Chelsea's manager moaning about squad depth, etc. Tom, uh, when, when you were watching it, did, did you feel like we we could get something from the game? Obviously, it was a very strong performance. Mm-hmm. I think um, previously, I mean, when we did our last pod, I predicted us winning, um, and I reckon we could have we could have won that game. If I'm honest, I don't think it's um, too kind to say that we played Chelsea off the park. Um, they scored in the first half, quite a contentious goal. I personally thought the goal was fine; should have stood a bit hardy bargy, but nothing too major for me. But but I think after they scored, they didn't do anything. And we were the better side for the large parts of the game. I don't know what Thomas Tuchel was talking about with squad depth. He's got players on the bench that cost more than our entire squad. Um, so I think he needs to reel his neck in a bit, if I'm honest. Um, but the whole experience of watching that game was a mixture of utter joy to see us playing you know, European champions off the park um, and then utter frustration at the punditry 
which I'm sure we'll get onto a bit later, because the commentators took such glee in Mope getting an elbow to the face. And at the end of the game, when obviously we equalised, they all seemed really flat. They all seemed really deflated that Chelsea had had managed to win. Um, so it was a bit of a mixture of emotions. Utter fury at some of the commentary, incredibly biased in my opinion. Um but also utter joy at seeing us play so well and grabbing another last-minute equaliser in London. Yeah, definitely. Um, it infuriated me how much they were talking about Romelu Lukaku. Um, I thought he was bang average at best. Um, Aaron, what what did you make of that? You've been very vocal on the group chat about it. Um, I mean, bang average is is still giving him too much credit, to be honest. He, he had one opportunity which he scored but then in my opinion should have been a foul you can't go swinging your arms in the box and con- not make he's made contact not once but twice with Morpe's head mm. so for me I get his arms around him it's all like Tom said a bit of argy-bargy but as soon as you start throwing elbows left and right if you make any contact it should be a foul mm. it, without a shadow of a doubt red card bit harsh but if you start flinging elbows about it's gonna in my opinion it should be a foul um yeah. And what annoys me about that is that I think you said it, Joe. One of the one of the pundits said uh, he should have gone down earlier. Yeah. yeah. As if that if it's a foul, it's a foul. It doesn't matter. Yeah. If, so that that again, but again, that was the punditry more than anything that frustrated me. But sorry, go on. Yeah. But um, yeah. Once again, uh, the Messiah Dan Byrne produces an absolute phenomenal performance again. And kept an eighty million pound striker, wherever he was, in his back pocket. Like, yeah, which exactly is that. which is absolute credit to Dan because he's been he's been fantastic the last sort of two months or so. And uh, I, I may all you know, obviously my man crush being Dan Byrne, it's more of a more of a joke side of things more than anything. But he's he's proven so many people wrong. It's great to see like, the amount of stick he got. Um, last year, I remember Wolves at home where he got turned inside out by Traore, and uh, I remember just sitting there thinking, I was like, he's got no clue what he's doing, he's so far out of his depth. But when you play him centre-half, he actually seems like an absolute natural. It's like, well, yeah, he's a centre-half who traded at Fulham and Wigan. Yeah, uh, Potter just obviously made him a centre uh, left wing-back for some unknown reason. Um, but the performance itself from back to front was class. I mean, Sanchez looked a bit iffy to start with. There was a couple of crosses he came for and corners he sort of flapped at. Um, couldn't do really much about the goal. It, was, it wasn't, again, it was a good header. Shouldn't have stood, but it was a good header. Um, then, obviously, Lamptey does what Lamptey does very well. I thought he was more, similar to the, uh, to the Brentford game, he was more defensively sound than going forward. He still got forward a lot. The centre-half's superb. Cucurello, probably one of the best signings I think we've had in God knows how long. The midfield was absolutely superb. And um, obviously, Welbeck coming on, doing what Danny Welbeck does is sort of in the box. And it was a great header. Christ, a hell of a header. Like, as soon as... Because I had a little bit of a delay in the game. So I saw your message before (laughs) the goal went in. And it was only by like sort of like sort of ten seconds or so. Um, so I, I I was like I looked at my, looked at my watch and I was like, 
and then looked back at the TV and just saw the cross going and worth it with the header. And uh, yeah, no, it was a fantastic display. And off credit to our fans as well, my ad. They were absolutely outstanding. And yeah. to, to uh, like like Tom said, we played the European champions off the park. Tommy Tuchel, you boys took one hell of a battering in that second half. Dear, quite literally. Yeah, you mentioned a few things there that I tweeted out about, um, such as uh, the uh, obviously Kukurea, um being be one one of. Uh, the signs of the season um, and Joel Veltman um, as well. I just want to bring up, um, we, we tweeted probably um, the, the biggest bargain buy you could find because alongside Dan Byrne, absolutely class. Um, and I yeah. f- feel like it is time uh, for people to put a little bit more respect uh, on, on Dan Byrne's name because he, he has performed fantastically well when called upon. Um, and it's again, another credit to Graham Potter's management. Um, for for bringing you know he, at uh, a few few seasons ago, Dan Byrne probably a, a, a centre back that's of championship level, um, but now um, can easily slot in when uh, Lewis Dunk, uh, Adam Webster, Shane Duffy um, aren't playing. So it's it's great to see and great to have that confidence that if they are out, that we can rely on Joel Veltman and Dan Byrne because as you say keeping eighty million pounds completely quiet um and you know i i know the pundits were bigging him up but as you say aaron maybe average at best is a little bit more of a compliment because when he scored i, I don't think he, he did anything else really except for he did. maybe hold hold the ball up a few times but come on but now. um even even not... then the ball was going up to him it wasn't really sticking like dan Byrne no. was literally right behind him winning the headers Lukaku was getting more and more frustrated as the game went on. Yeah. And obviously, the last sort of 24 hours, he's been saying he's not happy at Chelsea, he's not happy at Tuchel. And that's all because he, Dan Burns rattled him. And it's, it's clear <laughs> to see. I can't and wait to see great. Dan Burns pocket, pocket Ronaldo. It's going to be great. It, it is great to see. Um, you mentioned, obviously, um, about that incident uh, when he scored the goal. I'm a little bit on the fence about that because I, I feel like it's one of those that could go either way. Um, the most infuriating thing is the pundits talking about it, saying, as you say, Tom, he should have gone down earlier. Um, but then they're saying, but it's not a foul. So which one it's are you picking? Which, yeah. Is it a foul? What? What? Um, so, yeah, Amazon was getting on my nerves a lot. Andy Townsend was the co-commentator. Was he not? Turn the commentary off. turned it off. We done. kept moaning about it on the group chat. Um, it was just, yeah, um, I... It, it was so frustrating that it was funny. So that's yeah. why I kept it on because I wanted to hear what they were going to say next. Um, I, was, yeah, I was really triggered by that. <clears throat> really tri- <laughs> I, don't think I've, I don't think I've ever watched a game of football and the commentary be absolute, well, comment, commentators be absolutely deluded by a big six team. Like, Christ, you you see Neville and you see Carragher, when they do Liverpool and United, they're never that bad. Andy Townsend was so far up Lukaku's ass, it was a joke. How he like, got he, man a match, Lukaku. He'd, he'd done absolutely, like, he'd done nothing. And, like, it infuriated him. And he had Gus, which was obviously uh, with uh, Enia Luku, who well, I won't go into. Um, it was just it was just so biased towards Chelsea. Even Poyet, when... Point was the only one who really stuck up for us in a way, and you had, like you said, the uh, 
who was the presenter? Looked like uh, Mark. I can't remember his name. But, yeah, um, they, he, he yeah, he, he was, was he was, he was doing the same thing as like, oh, Chelsea must be devastated, you know, to concede in the last minute. Not Brighton deserved that; they battered him. It could have been a goal before then if Lallana could finish, or Morpé's shot went snuck in the, the, the far post. It's just give give us some credit, like Christ, we're we're not we're not a bad team. We're a very very good team, and people just expect us to walk get walked over mm. like I went yeah. a couple of my group chats I'm in with some Liverpool fans and they're like oh this is a disgrace we've lost the league we've lost that we've lost that it's like you, you know look at you you're moaning about not winning the league you're six points behind City it's like mm. we and when we when we play you and you moan oh you know why do all the uh, the big clubs get the decisions why do this happen it's like you know you're a big six club you get all the decisions and it's like yeah. it's like it's it's us clubs, the likes of, you know, us, uh, even Palace to a certain degree, you know, the, the mid-table teams. This is, when we play the big six clubs, if we win, it's, oh, my God, what a shock. Oh, my God, can you believe yeah. it? It's not like yeah. a, you know, when we go up against these clubs, it's it's not, you know, wow, we're playing the European champions. But fuck it, go for it. Do you know what I mean? We've yeah. got nothing to lose. Like I said like I said on the pod, I was expecting us to lose. I said 2-0. You know, we'll we'll go away from Stamford Bridge and we'll focus on Sunday. Yeah. But that performance for for me probably better than the Brentford game. Yeah, definitely. In my opinion. Because I, I, I the thought best we've played all season. Yeah, if I'm honest, we I mean, it was the best we attack we attack so well. We defended so well. We pressed as a unit. Everything what I expect us to be as a football as a football team, we done. Like we pressed, we defended. Like I said, we were defended valiantly. Even when Hudson Odoi was one on one with Veltman, and he completely mucked up the Jew pass. And <laughs> you know, we just looked. Even then, we. I was never when he went through and goal. I was never like he's going to score this. I was like, I just felt like Veltman's got this. Like he's got this covered, just because yeah. they'd done nothing the whole game. Hudson Odoi is overrated, so he. I don't know why Chelsea fans think he's the next Messi. <laughs> um, but they got Pulisic, which is some sort of soccer god in America, which is Somehow. baffling. Um, but overall, very good day, very good evening at the bridge. Um, some of the player ratings, which I've seen, I saw the Argus, yeah, weirdly enough, and the player ratings were all really low. Yeah, really, really low. I was, yeah, they were mm. like sixes and sevens. I was thinking, did this guy Eights. even watch the game? <laughs> nah, like, it's, it's, minimal was eight. And the max there would be nine. Like there's there's no way you can give players less than less than that. All of our back line for me were were a nine. Yeah. Kukurea phenomenal. Uh Lamptey, who is attracting interest from elsewhere yet again before a transfer window, which we'll get onto um a little bit later. Um and as we've already mentioned, Veltman and Burn. Um Tom, what what are your views on on Veltman and Burn? Because a lot of Brighton fans obviously feel quite nervous when they're in the side, um, especially playing, I would say, in, in a back four. Um, mm. So there's not that, you know, extra defensive cover. Um, how were you feeling ahead of the game, obviously shaping up against Lukaku? Yeah. So I think the last two games, I've been a bit surprised to see us not set up in a back three. But yeah. both on both occasions, it's worked. I think Joel Veltman's excellent. I think 
for me, he's. I, if I was going to pick my perfect bat line, he's in there with um, Duncan Webster personally. Um, but I was a bit surprised because I do think that sometimes with the back three, it means that we can use Kukurea and Lamptey as attacking options a bit more. But yeah. um, I was pleasantly surprised, obviously, to see us at, you know go for a back four. And we played really good football, fantastic. Um, as Dan Byrne, just to echo what Aaron said, you know he can be a bit inconsistent at times. He does occasionally... Um, make mistakes Never. but all play, all play, all players make mistakes but the last two games he's been absolutely solid really solid him and Joel Veltman have done a really good job um, at Chelsea um I thought Byrne played really good well alongside Webster at Brentford um so I'm really happy I, th- I think one player that maybe finds it I I've noticed finds it a little bit not difficult but uh, Sanchez so when Sanchez has got the ball at his feet I think sometimes when he's looking out, he's almost expecting to see a back three instead of a back two, um, yeah. because obviously he's just got more options when you've got a back three um, yeah. of who he's going to pass it to. But generally speaking, I think the back fours were the last two games. It'll be interesting to see how Potter sets up against Everton, um, because I think yeah. we've got so much flexibility. And that's what I like about Potter and his style of play. There's so much flexibility. We can go from a back four to a back three really quickly without having to make any substitutions. Um, so that's a credit to Potter and his, you know, his tactical know-how. Um, yeah. So that we can be a very free-flowing outfit at times. Yeah, it was a, it was a top-class uh, man- managerial performance as well at Chelsea. Um, to to not be afraid, like before the game, I saw somebody tweet about they would like to see a back five or you know however it is back three um, against them to sort of match the man for man because um, I know Chelsea play that system as well. I'm not yeah. too sure if they 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 did play it against. They us. did, yeah, they did. They um, had so James at was... left wing back and um, Pulisic yeah. on. Right. right, but again, oh, that didn't work, maybe... did it? Because not quite. Like James, he's a right footer playing on the left hand side, which I don't think works in that sort of system anyway. But obviously, yeah. James picked up an injury, and he couldn't he couldn't contain Tarek Lamptey at all. Yeah, exactly. And then when Alonso came on, he looked absolutely atrocious. Um, to, <laughs> to be uh, completely honest, uh, as I say, um, when we when I saw we were a back four. I was a little bit nervous because um, I thought Chelsea with their pace and, you know, as you said, Aaron, it is the European champions. Um, they, they do have incredible quality um, and incredible talent in there, um, even with all of the injuries they have, um, uh, like Tuchel was moaning about. Um, but, yeah, we played our game. We, we weren't afraid um, to, to, to go at them. Um, and obviously with Kukurea with, with the assist, I know we were pushing at the end um, for, for that equaliser, uh, but it's nice to see Kukurea even still just like glide forward um, yeah. and have that freedom to, to put in those crosses because his crosses are dangerous. That was an absolute peach of a cross to yeah. Danny Welbeck. Um, and when you've got Danny Welbeck on the end of it, I tweeted uh, about him after the game. I said, class is permanent. Um, because you know th- this is a guy who's played for England, Manchester United, Arsenal, uh, as you know one of the most prolific England goal scorers in his time playing. Um, he's got one of the best goal returns, is he not, in appearances for England, has, which yeah. is for England, absolutely has, yeah. mad. You know, uh, absolutely mad um, to have him at our club. We spoke about it on the group chat as well. 
um, how crazy it is that, you know, li little old Brighton, that all, all the pundits write off every single time, um, have ex-England internationals who uh, can still do it. You know, if Danny Welbeck stays fit, he's a real, real option for us. Um, and yeah, you just love to see it. Um, yeah. So yeah, I just want to go on then to obviously the embarrassing ratings that we've seen um, over the last a uh, couple of days since the game. Um, there was one that uh, I think emerged this morning or maybe late last night. Um, I can't. I don't know who it was from. It said Daily at the top. So I, I think it's Daily, Daily Mirror, I believe, believe it was. I Daily did see something on Twitter. They rated Lukaku 9. Um, obviously, we've, we've already noted that he got Amazon's man of the match um, when there were 11-plus substitutes players better um, than, than him on the other side of the pitch. Um, I think I saw a, a couple more nines and maybe a few eights uh, for Chelsea. And I think the highest I saw for us was seven. Um, and, you know, when you look at the game, it, like if, if anyone with a decent football brain watches that game, they will see that we, for maybe up until Chelsea scored um, and then after that, so Chelsea scoring and then after that, we were 100% the best side throughout that yeah. every single minute of, of that game. Obviously, Chelsea had a few breaks um, where, you know, Veltman did really well, Byrne did really well. Um, the the defence, the spirit in, in knowing that they're going to get back, not thinking they're going to get back, knowing, knowing. And it's, they it's were 100% going for it. Yeah, it's worth mentioning as well that the reality is we should have been playing against 10 men because Rudiger should have gone. And oh, once again... Yeah. No one, none of the pundits mentioned that. None of the pundits on Amazon mentioned at half time that Rudiger should have been gone. Two footed lunge off the ground. Doesn't matter that he didn't injure Lamptey. If he had made contact, he could have broken his bloody leg. The fact Both that he wasn't shown a straight red is an absolute disgrace. And the only way I can see that he wasn't shown a straight red is because his badge said Chelsea. That's the only thing I can yeah. think of. And I know that sounds really petty, but that was outrageous. Um, but again, I saw his some of his ratings, Rudiger's ratings, and they were really high. And I think, serious. I think I think yeah. he was awful. I'd, 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 I, think, I think Rudiger had done okay, but like Tom said, the fact he was on the pitch is just mind-boggling. Like people was on a couple of my group chats. I mean, they're saying, "Oh no, you know, he won the ball." I don't care if he's won the ball. He's two-footed off the floor, not in control. It's like if you're telling me that's not a red card, then what is? Like, seriously, I get it. they often I, base I, it on the injury, don't they? Instead of um, instead of like because in rugby they kind of have this whole idea of mitigation. So if a yeah. player gets injured, it's a straight red, but then they look at the sort of the mitigating circumstances and is there a way that it, it's not the tackler's fault? But there, there's no mitigation. Rude is, as you say, he's off the floor, two-footed, reckless, endangerment. So the referee shouldn't wait for a potential injury to occur before dishing out the punishment. But for that, that was no mitigation, no mitigating circumstances. The fact that he missed Lamptey shouldn't come into it. He should have been gone. Well, I absolutely it's... lost my head. Down. I, was, I was watching it with my dad and I lost it. I was throwing my bottle about. I was livid. I was like, how can... I was like, how can these top six teams get away with stuff like this? I was like, well, it's not Aaron, even, it's, it... you play football 
to a, a much higher level than I play it, right? So you <laughs> must have a decent understanding of the laws of the game. I don't. Yeah. I'm not a football encyclopedia, but I, I hope that you are. Is the definition not if you're putting your opponent in danger when you're yeah, going in card. for that tackle? That is a red card. It, it, yeah. Am I right in saying that? So I think Tom Tom said these words earlier. If you're endangering an opponent, reckless, or or uh, meaningful force, I believe the word is I'm looking for, which there was meaningful force, it's reckless, yeah. and you're putting the player's safety uh, in danger. Yeah. So f- for, for me, it's, it's one of those things where VAR is there for that exact reason, to look mm-hmm. for miss these mistakes that the, ref, the, that the refs miss. Yeah. The fact is, Mike Dean is Mike Dean. We know what he's like. It's yeah. all about him. Admittedly, he's been actually been pretty good with us in the last two or three times we've had him, in all fairness. Yeah. He made up for it on Wednesday, to be fair. But then Kevin Friend and VAR, he needs to he needs to say, Mike, you know, you have, have a look, come and look at the screen, look at this. You know, you, that's what it's there for. And it, it's all the reason why I don't want to call people out on making mistakes. The VARs is because they're all mates. They're all. Oh, I don't want to tell him he's made a mistake because you know, you know, we, we're all in this together. So get yeah. an independent. So like, look at the like, when the VAR first came into place in the World Cup a couple of years back, or I think uh, yeah, World Cup. It was used so well. Like it would VAR straight on it. Yeah, go and have a look at this straight to the screen. Have a look. All right, red card, penny, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Here, I'll be playing on for a little while. Oh, hold on. Oh, is that, what's that? Okay, I'll go over to the screen. Trots over to the screen. Oh, no, nothing wrong with that. Ignore the fact he's two feet off the floor and snapped the leg in half. No, we're fine. It's all good. I made, you know, I made the right decision. Yeah, okay, no worries, mate. That's fine. You do you. It's yeah. just it's just pointless. It's like, what is the point of having VAR if you're not having those things checked? Like the fact, again, I'll go back to the goal. That's a foul. It needs to be looked at. I don't care if the, the commentators go or the pundits go, oh, it needs to go down for it to be, uh, you know, earlier. A foul is a foul. It's as yeah. simple as that. Like, I do not understand the officiating in this in this league. It's, it's We used to have some of the best refs in this in, in the world, refing in the Premier League. You know, you can say what you want about you know uh, Howard Webb and Mark Clattenburg, but they were good refs. They were decent refs. Admittedly, backhander by Ferguson always used to keep on the United side, <laughs> but they were good. And now you know we had refs going to World Cups and Euros and Champions League finals. Now we're laughed upon because the officiating yeah. is just that bad. It just baffles yeah, me. Absolutely. It generally baffles me. It is embarrassing. We were just lucky and... that we didn't get pinged for those penalty shouts, which I know a lot of Chelsea fans have been uh, complaining about on Twitter and Tuchel complained about after the game. Two penalties not even looked at because there were penalties meant there weren't fouls. But yeah, I, th- I think it was when Pulisic ran into Veltman, I thought we were yeah. going to get pinged then. Yeah, I mean, so I did. Um, yeah. Nothing wrong with it. I think once again, I think Gus sort of he back. You know, he had our backs in the post-match analysis. He said, "There's the, what is Veltman supposed to do? You know, the ball yeah. isn't. You know, is it? He think he said. I think he said something about like the ball was behind Pulisic. And he's just fallen over. That's but, it. Yeah. So, so Chelsea fans moaning about sort of oh we didn't get two penalties when they weren't even fouls when they should have been down to ten men. 
they don't get a right to complain about VAR and the referees exactly. when when that you know as I say Rudiger should have gone. Yeah, I saw again, another Rudiger one. Should have gone. <laughs> I saw another one um, on Twitter. I didn't see it at the time, um, but I saw it on Twitter this morning. I think um, where there was a handball. Um, oh yeah, development thing. It looked, thing looked like a handball, so I'm not. I think I'm it was sure the handball because. I'm pretty sure the person who tweeted that someone responded to them with a different angle, and it's right. not. It's literally hit him in the. I think it's like hit his chest or something. But the angle that they showed at looks like it's hit in his hand. Right. But you know, again, you can't know about. Oh, he's on it. Fair enough. Sorry, Aaron. What did you say? Hasn't it gone with the vet? I, I saw the tweet you're on about, and I'm. I thought it hit Veltman's hand, but I think it's hit. He's blocked it, and then it's hit his arm. Like his arm was about like behind him. So it's like you know, if you give penalties to that, then Christ, you're going to be given a lot. Yeah, like you'd be given like two years ago when when the handballs were, or was it last year? It might have been last year, but the handballs rule was different. Yes, then that would have been given. But it's not because how he's not purposely gone. I'm going to get the ball, hit my leg, and I'm going to hook it behind me. Yeah, and it's it's fine. It's nothing like that. It's, some some of the like I said, like I just literally just said, the stand the referee has got gradually worse. But in that time, it actually made a sensible decision. It makes a change. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about something a little bit more positive. Let's touch upon the goal because we haven't really spoken about it that much. We've said obviously what a class finish it was. But let's talk about the scenes after because there was a really funny tweet that came out, which I didn't actually realise happened at the time, of Solly March giving it the big un, um to the Chelsea fans, which was um, wonderful to hear. Um, I think Albion Raw tweeted something. It, it really tickled me. Uh, that said um, something like, Solly March has the face of somebody who always thinks he's left the iron on. But um, as I say, this, is, this isn't... this is Yeah, I, I'm going off memory here. Um, but is um, like... Or something like, oh, he, he's a genuinely nice footballer. And then they've put, oh, and then they've posted the picture. Um, yeah. Which is brilliant. <laughs> um, because Solly does look quite innocent, doesn't he? Um, can yeah. you... Sorry, just to cut in. Can you guys hear that annoying buzzing sound when I speak? That's oh, interference. Nice. I can hear it. Oh, man. Yeah, it sounds like, you know, when, like, phones happen and stuff. Yeah. Well, I can't, let I me can't turn... hear anything. Okay, well, I'll hopefully my phone hasn't not picked near up. Me. Right. It's cool. It's probably, it's, I think it's on my end. If you can hear that on, on uh, Spotify or YouTube, we are sorry about that. Uh, I think it was my phone. Um, but as I was saying, yeah, I thought that was a brilliant tweet. Um, and mm. yeah, you don't expect that from Solly, but he done one at Liverpool as well a few seasons ago, I think towards a yes. friend in the stand. Um, and he's also done it again at Chelsea um, to the people who wouldn't give the ball back. Um, and that's come back to bite them. In the arse. Um, we scored directly from the throw-on um, that uh, that resulted in, was it not? I think so. I think um, what we played it about a bit and then, yeah, it eventually came over to Kukurea and then he's obviously whipped it in. But um, talking about like, the scenes afterwards, my favourite part is watching Alexis McAllister bombing on in his coat <laughs> and he's trying to jump on Welbeck. <laughs> that, 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 that then made me smile because he was loving it. He was absolutely loving it, yeah. was Alexis. And you just see the spirit of that this team, you know. How how many goals in the 90th minute now? Five? 
five, five, five this season, four in London. The spirit of this team. Mm. Um, if you can hear fireworks, there's fireworks going on right now, and it's really annoying. It is New Year's Eve. It, it is, so, you know, get on with it. Um, but, yeah, the spirit in this team is the best we've had, um, I would say, probably since the promotion season. Um, you know, yeah. they just keep going right to the end. They fight for each other. They fight for themselves. Um, and, yeah, I, I, it's just exciting to watch this Brighton team because you never, ever think that we're out of the game. Mm-hmm. Maybe against Man City, obviously, when we're losing 4-1. Uh, but even then, we we excelled in the in the latter part of that game. Um, I know obviously we're not going to come back and draw four four, um, but you know when we go on and and get these equalizers, it just makes you believe and makes you want to keep watching and and keep supporting them. Obviously, I support them right to the end, even if we're losing eight nil. I don't care. Um, but yeah, it just makes it that bit more like we can we can do this. Um, and it brings a lot more yeah. people on board as well that, you know, this team won't go down without a yeah. fight. Which I, love I think see. these are games last year that we probably would have lost. Um, oh, yeah. I think, I think I'm right in saying we're, we're 10 points better off at this stage of the season uh, than we were last year. And I think that, again, it's all about um, and just the team working for each other because we've seen so many games now where we've scored equalizers in the last few minutes. And these are games, as I say, we would have lost last season because there wouldn't have been that belief that we could come back. Um, But we showed that in spades against Chelsea. I can't can't say it enough. We played them off the park. The fact that they had to bring on Conte to contain Basuma (laughs) was... um, you know, a world-class player. The, as Aaron, you said in our group chat, Conte is the best at what he does, and they had to bring him on because Basuma was running the show. Hundred um, percent. And little old Brighton having to, mm-hmm. you know, make that change happen. It just makes me smile. Makes me smile. Yeah. It is great, and and you see the reaction from the Chelsea YouTube channels as well. I think there's a guy called Rory who talks about Chelsea a lot. Um, I don't know if you guys are aware of him. Um, but he was saying, yeah, that's the one. He was saying something about us relying on Danny Welbeck and keeping him fit and not being able to score. And then, you, you know, see what happens there. <laughs> Danny Welbeck to, scores. To, and to, to be fair, he, he, he did tweet out um, that we absolutely battered him. Like he sent, he's done a did voice he? He, he on the tube. Yeah, he was, he was saying that you know, Brian were excellent. He's like, maybe I don't give him enough credit that, they, that they're due. And which I don't yeah. think fans do. Like fans expect us right. to roll over and you know just let them get on with it and just score three or four past us. The only team yeah. who really battered us is City, and they battered us in half hour. Like after the half hour, and they were three nil up. We looked, we looked okay. You know, they got yeah. a last minute goal on the counter attack, but other than after we again, City have have been the only team that have battered us. In yeah. my personal opinion, not even this year, just since we've been up in the Premier League, like we have not been humiliated by anyone. Uh, other maybe than in our first season. Oh yeah, probably Chelsea. Oh oh, that we were Tom. Tom, well, I'm come just on. here. I'm just here to you know bring, bring everyone. <laughs> oh, but no. what I will say, but again, <laughs> we're talking about how. But think how times have changed. How many years ago was that? Two two years ago, we yeah. lost to Bournemouth. Five well, nil. No more than that. I the score all the time. <laughs> yeah. So, 
<laughs> so, but you know what I mean? It's like a few years ago, we were getting absolutely torn apart by Bournemouth. Look how far we've come in that short space of time, you know. It's I mean, we were, we were down to 10 time. men as well. This is true. But again, you know, these, ga- these are the games that under previous certain managers, we would have just, you know, sat back, tried not to concede. But under Potter, under, as you tweeted, Joe, the best manager we've ever had at this club, under Potter's leadership, we're not scared of these big teams. We go at them. And I don't think the big six like it when pl- uh, teams do that. Um, you know, we've obviously spoken about how we as a team sometimes struggle against teams that sit back. But when we play against these big six teams, we always look decent because there's a lot of belief and there's a lot of, you know, you know, we can do this. That Whereas mm. previous in previous seasons, if we're up against Chelsea, we just sit back, sit back and sit back and hope, hope that the score remains somewhat respectable. Well, so, exactly. Mm. Yeah, and Mench just going back to the guy who got sent off in that match against Bournemouth, um, Anthony Knocker. I believe he was, I don't know if he was in the away end or in the Chelsea end and the Brighton fans spotted him. But there was a lot of pictures. Yeah, there was a lot of pictures circulating with with fans with with, uh, Knocky, which is great to see that he's still keeping tabs on us, obviously, um, at Fulham. So quite easily accessible to to a Chelsea game, I, I would say. Um, so yeah, great to see that. Obviously, he's still taking the yeah. time to. Um, I feel like he's done it before. I feel like he's done it before, though. I think he has. I no, think I feel like he's Chelsea. Chelsea. I feel like he's been up there yeah. before watching. Because it wouldn't have been when it wouldn't have been I was up there because he was playing. So yeah, um, interesting. Maybe he supports Chelsea. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, a, a great, an, another great performance in London. Another ninety-first minute equaliser. Um, there's a lot of opposition fans saying that we can't celebrate this and we we draw <sighs> FC and stuff. By, like by that, opposition fans, you mean Palace fans? Palace, you mean yeah. Palace fans? I, I just what are you don't supposed want to, to do. I just don't want to say, to Aaron. I, I this this idea that you can't celebrate when you score is ridiculous. What are you supposed I, to do? I'm going to be. Just stand there. Let's go. I'm gonna be keeping an eye out next time they equalise in the 91st minute. But they did. See what when, their fans do. When we beat them, and obviously we equalised in the 90 whatever minute for Mope, yeah. they obviously slated us and were like rah, 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 rah. But then I think I think a week or two later they did the exact same thing. So these fans that are berating us for celebrating the audacity, we had the audacity to celebrate scoring a goal. You've you've got, you've got you've got you've got to remember remember guys they are scum so uh, <laughs> this is Aaron doesn't know. mince his words <laughs> he, he certainly doesn't um, I can't wait for the podcast after we played them obviously depending on what way oh, no, no, what no. way the results go um, but it, it's gonna be quite the funny one <laughs> so mm-hmm. if um, I'm not on it if I'm not on it you know why. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly that um so yeah um that's the chelsea game covered guys uh unless you wanted to say anything else about uh anything else that happened that you saw no oh man of the matches tom thank you um tom who did you pick as your man of the match just then basuma i think absolutely run the show yeah i i can't disagree with that i'd also pick bis are you lots are making of, it a clean sweep? We are, we are making it a clean sweep, yeah. We are indeed. Uh, making it. It's probably the best lot... performance from Biss since everything that's yeah. happened with him. Um, 
Yeah, it's going to be a big miss when he goes off to the uh, African Cup of Nations because I think he misses the Palace and Leicester game, I believe. He does. Yeah, he goes after Everton. He'll miss the Palace game, which I think Zaha is also to. scheduled to miss. Yeah. Yeah, be Shame um, the crybaby's not there. Exactly. Um, I think Lewis Dunk is scheduled to be back for the Palace game, um, which oh, wow. for me, that screams 95th minute Lewis Dunk equaliser. <laughs> winner. 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 winner we'll take a winner no just for equaliser so we can celebrate you know uh, obviously I know obviously we'd celebrate a winner but I mean we, we're not allowed to celebrate equalisers guys so you know um, there's that anyway so guys the results are in for the poll by the way I did mm-hmm. I did put it in the um, group chat just to gloat a little bit um, Aaron's going to get triggered again. I'm sorry, Aaron. Um, but blue and white won. Uh, he's gone. He's gone. There he goes. He's gone. You've, um, made, him, you've made him rage quit. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Aaron. I had to mention it just for the listeners. Um, is he going to come back? There he is. Oh, yeah. Smile, Aaron. It's not that bad. <laughs> you only lost by 10%. No, 12%. And if it makes you feel better, Aaron, most of the people in North Stand chat voted for us. I, right? I, so I agree. Have won. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, North, Stand, North Stand chat's where it's at. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Can we say this no. then? They make up for the additional 10%, right? Uh, let's just... Do, do we just call it a draw? Set, no, set you no, you won. No, 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 you won. No, no, you won. No, no, no. At the end of the day, I think, I think you picked a very good team. I think you picked a very good team of current players that have got absolute... They've got the world at their feet. I think me and Aaron, we picked players that had already reached their prime and we knew how good they were. And yeah, yeah. Maybe, it's, maybe it's a bit fair for me to say that maybe some people have forgotten just how good Vicente was, how good Bridge was <laughs> and Upson. But that, which is very easy to do, especially when you've got players like your boys picked Basuma, Kukurea, Lamptey, Dunk, Webster, who we see week in, week out, you know, yeah. doing really well in the Premier League. So I totally get why you boys won. And I remember saying to you after the performance of Chelsea, I was like, Joe, Toby, you have it because Kukurea's <laughs> performance was excellent. Lamptey well, was man. excellent. Basuma played everyone off the park, you know, so I've got no qualms. At the end of the day, Brighton won either way. So, Indeed. yeah, true. So, you know, true. let's... Let's end it there. We'll virtually shake each other's hands. Do you know what the worst thing? Do you know the worst thing is about this? Is when when I saw your when I saw your team, I text I I text Joe and went, "They've got a really good team." I was like, "They've got a they've got a really good team." And uh, oh, sorry, Tom. Yeah, Um, I was like, "You know, they got a really good team. Like really good team." I was like, "We're we're in trouble there." I was like, "Oh dear." That is yeah. Don't get me wrong. I would. I know it's impossible. Would I would pay so much money to see that game? I really would. I oh, know. I know we'd obviously never see it because it's pretty impossible. But can you just imagine what <laughs> yeah. that would be like to watch? You know, prime Vicente Pro- up against probably Lampty. end up a nil-nil draw, guys. We just cancel each other out. <laughs> yeah. Someone on a North Stand chats joked, "Would the ball ever pass the halfway line?" Literally, it just boof, boof, boof. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's all good stuff. Um, so yeah, um, we've got Everton coming up in a couple of days' time. Um, one Aaron singled out as as one we should be focusing on um, because they're not in the greatest of form at the moment. There's a few things going on at the club. Uh, a little bit of I, I think uh, unsettled with Benitez. Um, I, I think Just Tom, you said it. Benitez has Benitez uh, yeah. the dressing room. 
Yeah. Um, so what are we feeling for that one then, boys? Are we are we confident or? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think if we play like we did against Chelsea, we'll walk away with three points. But as we've said so often on this show, it just depends on what Brighton side turn up. Because exactly. I think when Everton played at the Amex earlier in the year, they looked brilliant. They looked really good, and we looked we looked bereft of ideas and energy. So it just depends, you know. I'd like to think that we'll rock up and we'll put in another really good performance. We're really good on the road um, this season. I think we've lost the least amount of away games in this calendar year. I think. Yeah. Could be wrong, um, but I know that we've got a really low, um, really low number of away losses this year. Um, so we've got everything to go. We should go for it. We should just go for it. It'd be interesting to see what changes are made. But yeah. as I say, if we play like we did against Chelsea, we'll we'll walk away with three points. Definitely, and and Leandro Trossard returning hopefully um, looked to just be the one game, probably a rest, uh, a little bit of a. I think. Did Graham Potter say a tight calf or a tight hamstring? Hamstring. Two. Hamstring. Hamstring. Yeah. So hopefully back for the Everton game. Um, Aaron, are you confident? Are you feeling a win? It's the hope that gets you, Joe. It's the hope <laughs> that gets you. Um, I swear I say this every week, but it's true. I should be really confident. I should be like, yeah, we're going to go out there, get three points. You know, we don't play well at Goodison Park. Maybe good time to change, you know, the, the history. And I, and I think I'll take a. I'll happily take one nil win, hundred percent, without a shadow of a doubt. One nil, don't matter when we score it, because I don't think we don't really look like like Tom said when we played uh, Everton at the Amex. My dad was like, "Oh, they're the best team we played." Like they look so so good. Even now, he was like, "I don't understand how they're struggling because they were fantastic against us." Mm-hmm. And they've had a lot of injuries, obviously with Calvert Lewin being out. Then they've just left with Richardson, who. Very hit and miss, and then they've got Solomon Rondon, who is just a pointless striker. But now watch him score, watch him score. Yeah, um, mate, you said it. Yeah, and it's a difficult game. It really is. Um, doesn't matter what sort of form Everton are in because they're they're one of our bogey teams. You don't particularly play well against them, home yeah. or away. Um, hence, why I'm going to go, hence why I'm going to go for you know a, a one nil win, if not a nil nil draw. But I don't. If I'm honest, I don't. I don't think a draw. I'd be pleased with this time around. No, to be honest, no, no. I feel like like I said yeah, in the last pod, is, is this is um, not this game should be looked at as three points. Yeah, you know, three points on the board. Get another away win. You know. Big tick. We've won at Goodison Park for the first time in God knows how long. And then we move on to West, Bro- West, Brom, West Brom in the cup where we can where we can rotate, which we will rotate. We'll probably see Sherp and we'll probably see Roberts, Richards and Co. Yeah. And which which is a good thing in my opinion because it gives us a chance to see the youngsters and give our first team a lot of a break before the game yeah. against the old old enemy uh, and on the <laughs> Friday. Um, Indeed. So yeah, for me, one nil. Gonna go for Dan Byrne with the goal. There it is. <laughs> one can only we're, dream. One can only dream. We'll we're, we're take that. We'll take that. Um, yeah, um, Goodison Park isn't the happiest of hunting grounds for us. Uh, I don't think we've actually got a point there. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, so we've lost every time. 
Um, so yeah, maybe that plays a lost little bit heavily of a as well. Yeah, yeah we lost um, four two last year, didn't we? Four two. We yeah. Did. yeah, Pickford had a howler. I remember that. On the goal. Um, so yeah, maybe that's playing a bit on my mentality towards this game. Um, but you know, my, my head says probably a draw. Um, but my heart is saying a nice, comfortable two nil win for us. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's follow my heart on this one. And I'll say two nil Brighton. Um, let's be nice and positive, but if you want the, the correct score, go to Curtis underscore friend on Twitter, (laughs) give him a tweet and he'll, he'll give you the correct score, put your bet on. Um, and if it doesn't come in, um, then don't angle your tweets at me. Um, so yeah, um, hopefully, uh, as we say, a nice three points uh, away at Goodison Park. Me and Tom have got tickets to West Brom, um, which is going to be mega fun. Um, making a three and a half hour travel all the way up there um, just to see your face, Tom. How, how do you feel? I about know, that? right? I'm really excited. And I tweeted that for a lot of fans, because a lot of people just sort of rolled their eyes when they found out we were playing West Brom. But obviously, I lived, I lived 20 minutes down the road. I live in the black country, so... Yeah. Yeah, it's a 20 minute train journey for me so yeah what i will say is at least you joe you get to leave <laughs> after the game you get to go yeah. i'm, I'm gonna go back on the train with all the baggies fans yeah that's so, true that's true hopefully we but, win and you'll be standing there all nice and smug well, oh yeah that'd be nice but i am um, i'm really looking forward to it mate i know it's a cup game i know it's against west brom which i know isn't the most thrilling of fixtures but for me, it'll be the first time I've gone to watch Brighton play football since pre-COVID. So I am absolutely stoked. I'm going to be so excited. Well, there you go. We might even do a nice little match day vlog for you uh, yeah. viewers, aren't there? So that'd be nice and uh, nice and cool. Um, so, yeah, I'm just looking for a nice day out. Uh, I haven't been to an away game. If you're looking for a nice day out, don't come to the Hawthorne. <laughs> <No, it's, laughs> I was going to say it's like... <laughs> A nice footballing day out then. Um, let, let me rephrase that. Um, I haven't been away since Liverpool when we lost 4-0. I know a lot of pl- fans are going to say, oh, plastic, it doesn't go away. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to another away day. It's been a while. And also looking forward to meeting you in person, Tom. Um, I know, we so actually get to... Yeah. fun. Yeah. Have you, ever, have you ever been to the Hawthorns? I haven't. It's it's cold. What, wrap it up. is very cold. Very it's cold. A very it's like a cold ground. Hot. Wrap up warm. It's, it's almost as bad. Cold. It's almost as bad as Stoke, where I swear that place is just a wind tunnel. Yeah, <laughs> you just it's it's one of the you, you'd like. To, I mean, obviously, all football's outside and whatnot, but there's something about about the Hawthorns that is just so cold. So it's a January fixture. So bring your hat, bring your gloves, bring your scarf. That's mine. I'll pack them tomorrow. Um, yeah, yeah um, that's been a good episode, guys. Obviously, just the uh, us three today. Toby and Curtis uh, couldn't make the time that we were going to record. Kurt- Curtis does say hello, though. He does say hello. Good he just message me saying, say hello from me. So hello, viewers from Curtis. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, hopefully uh, Toby and Curtis will return for the next one. Um, it's going to be a, a great new year for Albion Obsessed and a great new year for Albion um, yeah. as well. Um, so you two enjoy your new year celebrations. I'll let you thank you. Mate. Now. Um, you and, too, mate. Uh, yeah, well, I'll speak to you guys next year then. Um, so yeah, take care, yeah. everyone. Happy um, new year, everyone. Happy new year, everyone. Happy Albion, as always. The Albion indeed. Yeah. Let's go. Roll. We'll see you next time. Bye bye.
Dan Burns are God. <laughs> that too. <laughs>